0: Welcome to the Young, Fun, and Sober Podcast. I am your host, Blazik, a.k.a. Sober Guy Journal.
1: And I'm Julia, also known as That One Sober Friend on TikTok. Knowing what I know now, I wouldn't change anything except
0: to feel more emotionally slow down. Life's a merry-go-round, but things ain't merry when you're going through the motions. Fulfillment, lies, in emotions, so why go through life unavailable? You're unfillable. Did I tell you that my Bluetooth in my car went out, so I... Like there's no way to connect my phone in my in my car, so I've just been doing CDs. I found like my CD visor from 2011, and yeah, just a lot of random ass mixtapes I've been listening to.
1: I have a lot of those, and I've not gotten rid of them, and I'm glad that I haven't gotten rid of them.
0: (laughs) I know. Um... I don't know how I still had that that visor.
1: Yeah, I I held on to mine too. I've had the same one since I was like a kid. Um, Some of the CDs are completely destroyed and I can't play them, but a good chunk of them still work. So
0: do you have Backstreet Boys Millennial?
1: I have a Backstreet Boys album. I don't know. Is it the blue one? Which one it is. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that, that <laughs> CD is like so recognizable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was an Insync girl more
0: um, more so,
1: so that's why I have all the Insyncs. But I still—I
0: really I was like the them. opposite. I had all the Backstreet Boys, and I had one Insync CD. They just they didn't do it for me as much.
1: We were a nation divided at the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, you it simpler times.
1: Yeah, yep. it
0: wasn't it wasn't red versus blue back then. It was uh it was instant factory boys.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Simpler times. Yep. How was uh the holidays?
1: They were good. They were well, yesterday was busy. Um, yesterday was Christmas Day. Christmas Eve was pretty chill. I was just at my mom's house all day. Um, so I didn't have to like travel around yeah. anywhere. Whereas yesterday we were trying to hit like four different spots um so it was just a lot of time in the car but it was good overall Been
0: traveling today some
1: yeah we're going back out to the suburbs to get lunch with my dad so yes. more family time but I'm off work this whole week so
0: nice yeah yeah I took morning. last week off and this week off and I ended up working four hours a day last week and I was like like I literally took the PTO and everything and what I know I'm in sales. It's just really hard because you kind of eat what you kill, you know, like you're paid off of right. selling. So it's kind of hard to, especially if people are being, you know, reaching out to you and stuff, it's, it's hard to not move the needle. So just
1: ignore it. Yeah. yeah.
0: But I'm setting the firm. Like I have to, I need to step away at least a solid week.
1: Mm -hmm. So I'm
0: doing it this week for sure. But yeah, the idea was a lot of
1: other like companies have this week. Yeah. Uh, So hopefully you won't be getting as much like incoming.
0: Yeah. My, my, my idea was like, Oh, I'll take two weeks off. Like it's the holidays, you know, no one's going to be working. I work in finance. So everyone's kind of the opposite. Like I didn't even think of this, but they're like, Oh, we want to be on this for the new year. We want to be able to spend clean Um, on the new year and i'm like oh damn yeah i really fucked that up as far as as timing goes
1: live and you learn
0: live and learn i don't know how i didn't see that coming yeah but cool well that kind of segues into our topic today we were we're gonna switch it up a little bit um and do things that we're proud of ourselves for in the year 2022 so a spotify wrapped of life i guess um yeah, I'll, I'll let you kick it off if you have one.
1: Um. So when you first brought up this topic to me, I guess I was just thinking, well, I like the way that you phrased it, that a lot of the things that we're proud of probably in an indirect way will relate oh, to yeah. us <laughs> not drinking. But the first thing that came to mind was how seriously. I took therapy this past year Mm. and I've been in therapy since 2018, but I obviously stopped drinking at the tail end of 2021. So for a few years I was going and I was, you know, for the most part, I was, you know, taking it seriously and I don't miss sessions, even if I don't feel like going, you know, Mm. I, I still show up, but I don't know what it was about this past year that I was just trying to make the most of my time with, with my therapist. And I didn't, I didn't want to like beat around the bush anymore. Like I wanted to get into the uncomfortable and like painful (laughs) things that have bothered me for so long. And although that's scary, I feel like, you know, probably because of, my sobriety I was just in a spot that I I felt confident in myself that I could face these things Mm -hmm. actually and not just like be nervous to talk about them and then we end up talking about something else for the entire
0: yeah there's definitely levels of that when it comes to therapy right like I've there's certain things that I'm comfortable sharing and, and, but if there's a certain amount of shame that I carry with something, then I almost don't want to bring that up yet. It's almost, and and that's not the way to do it. Right. Because we're paying this person a lot of money to not fix our problems, but to help guide us, um, which they can only do if, if we're honest with them. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you've experienced this being sober kind of, Gives an out almost or it makes it more comfortable to talk about because you can almost talk about it in a past tense or like I'll I'll say like, you know, I'm really ashamed of this, blah, blah, blah. But it's really something that I started doing when I was drinking and then it kind of like fled into sobriety. But like now I'm, it's almost like I can blame it on this. Right. Like it makes it more comfortable to talk about. Because I'm not just like, oh, that, that is me that I was, do-. it was like, ah, I, I was doing that. That was the
1: past me. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: It's almost yeah. like a, it's, it's almost like a, uh, a bailout in a way. I, I don't know if that's the right word, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It, you can look at it as a fresh opportunity. Like, oh, sober me doesn't want to do that. I can talk about that with my therapist and not feel shame. Cause like I was a different person when I did that. Um, not that you should have shame, even if you're, doing something now, but yeah, I get what you're saying.
1: Yeah. And like, I just, with, with the things that I wanted to bring up, it was a lot of the time things that have bothered me for so long. And it's like with the people that are closest to me in my life, like my immediate family and like, just like the friends and like my relationship these people that I see every day mm. and I, for a long time, I think, especially back when I was drinking, I felt like I couldn't talk about these things because I would just go from zero to a hundred. Like I would pop off. I'd be really pissed. And whether I was like drinking that day or not, I just feel like my emotions were like all over the place. Yeah. Whereas now I felt like I could approach these conversations in a much more level headed way way of this bothers me. And I want to talk to you about it, not to blame you or anything. Cause it, some of the time I don't even think that, you know, when people are hurting our feelings or doing something wrong, they may not even know that they're doing it. Yeah. Um I just want to bring this to your attention so that it doesn't continue to, you know, weaken our, or lessen our, our relationship with each mm. other. So Yeah, I'm just glad that I – or I'm proud of myself that I was able to, you know, rip the Band-Aid off in therapy and be like, I really think that I should talk to you about this, even though, man, those sessions are like Mm – I'm, like, crying the whole time. It's, like, so painful, and it's, like, pouring salt in the wound, really. Mm -hmm. Um, But I got through it, and now I feel, like, so much better.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I'm sure – doing that consistently is really helpful too. Like doing it once is, is great. And that's a step in the right direction. But if you're consistent, like talking about things that you don't want to talk about for a whole year, then that's, that, that's like, that builds up, that builds up.
1: Yeah. It's the whole, like getting comfortable with being uncomfortable Yeah, thing that we talk about all the time. Yeah. I feel like I've tried and I, I still have a lot of growth when it comes to that. Um, but I feel like I'm getting more into that habit yeah so what about you what's one for you
0: um so I'll go ahead and delete this therapy one because I had had a therapy one as well (laughs) it was just no no I mean I'm sure we're gonna have a lot of the same ones Mm -hmm. it was just for me it was going to therapy for the first time um but yeah I'll I'll start it out with um with being sober you know 90 over 99 percent of the year like that's I definitely had my slip ups this, this year, specifically the summer. Um, but still like, you know, in an ideal world, that's a hundred percent, but that's not the world that, that I lived this year. Um, and just kind of like the circumstances that I did it in this year. Like I'm, I'm proud of that. Cause like February was, you know, start of the year, February. And, and I had a really tough month. Like that's when within a seven day span, I got a new job. My mom got diagnosed with cancer and we found out she was going to do chemo for the entire year. And my girlfriend and I broke up. That was a seven day span, um, which was just like a lot. Um, And I actually was sober for like three or four months after that, but it, you know, it all kind of built. Yeah. Um, But yeah, just like remaining sober a, a good portion of the year. So like, I got, I started my sobriety journey in 2021, the summer of that. So I drank like 50% less than normal that year. And then I drank like 1% less this year. It's just like, yeah, that's sometimes that's the realistic part of sobriety, right? Like sometimes it's just a progression. Um, Again, in an ideal world, we just cut it off and that's, that's the story, but it's not always that way. Um, So yeah, just being sober, like a majority of the year and being able to look back and two years ago, Blaze, it could never even imagine this. So just kind of cool to, although not perfect, um, pretty cool to look back and be like, that's still pretty good, man.
1: Yeah. I hosted a meeting um, a couple weeks ago and we were talking about like our reflections for the past year. And one of the girls mentioned like, I don't want to, um, I guess, not validate the fact that, like, I was sober 361 days out of this year. Yeah, right. It, it wasn't 365, but it was 361. Like, that's still a huge number. And I, you know, I want to I wanna recognize, you know, that accomplishment mm-hmm. and not see it as, you know, from a perspective of I wasn't sober this entire year yeah. or so, like – Man, like that's a great like right. proportion. Of yeah, like, and I bounce back and
0: I definitely bounce back and forth on that because like I I just do like to look at myself as a disciplined person and like a, you know, I grew up in athletics where one mistake is too many, you know, one mistake right. can cost you a game, one mistake can cost you playing time. So, I've I've kind of been trained or or raised in that mindset. And, and installed which is a, really good in a lot of things like it really is but yeah it also makes it hard to be to not look at that as like a failure so I'm just doing like a mental flip there um, and yeah like like your friend said like be proud of of that instead of like oh four failures it's like well 361 wins
1: and, and think about it I mean although we think that we're these like you know versed people in the world of sobriety, still the world of sobriety is a very new concept to me. Yeah. I only oh, discovered yeah. this whole situation and journey when I was 26. Um So I guess like what I'm trying to say is like, it's going to take, for some people, it's going to take time to get it right. And to figure oh, yeah. out um what works for you, especially during those times that you feel not great and weak. And you, if you, if you've turned to something a certain way for a decade, <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's probably not going to switch overnight.
0: Right. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of, I know the percentages are hard to follow along when you're not in my life, but it's like 20, you know, 2019, I drink a hundred percent of the time. Right. You know what I mean? Like 365 days, 365 nights of drinking. And then it's like, 2021, 50%. And it's like, well, right. you even look at that, you're like, damn. <laughs> uh Yeah, if
1: you looked at that on like a chart, like that would be a huge accomplishment. Yeah.
0: And then 2022, it's like 1% if, you know, like if that, but yeah, so like we're trending the right way for sure. Um And when you, yeah, if you look at it chart wise, it's like, yeah, that's awesome. But I also don't want to be sit here and just be like giving myself excuses either. So um, it is something I'm proud of, but like also something that I'm looking to improve. You know, I guess I'll just mm-hmm. say that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I'll pass the baton back.
1: Well, I feel bad now bringing up
0: a hundred percent one year. So well,
1: I just wanted to say that like I did not drink. Well, it's not the end of the year yet. It's the 26th of December. So we still got
0: Hold on. a, a Hold few on. days.
1: But it's going to be so weird to be able to say, like, I did not drink at all in 2022. It
0: is different than a one year, right? Yeah. Yeah, I I feel that. Like, I I was thinking about that. Like, it is different. You're going to be like, yeah, I didn't drink all of 2022.
1: Yeah, like, there was no, um, it's kind of like when you are going through, like, your first milestones, it's like, you know... We've talked about this before, but, like, on June 6th of last year, like, I did drink. This is my first June 6th not drinking. But, like, now it'll be, like, no, this is all, like, the second time that I'm doing it.
0: Fourth of July, Thanksgiving,
1: Christmas. You
0: have all these landmarks now.
1: Right, right. And I just didn't, you know, I guess I am just, like, really proud of myself that I... When I woke up that last morning and I, you know, I told myself so many times before, I'm never drinking again. You know, like how many times has that has that thought gone through my mind on a yeah. Sunday or a Monday? I'm never drinking again. But on that one day, I said that to myself and I, you know, I really meant it. And, you know, who's to say I'm... I, you know, I don't want to never say never. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I have no idea what my life is going to look like five years from now, ten years from now. But I am just, like, super proud of myself that I was able to commit to that. And that's just given me so much reassurance in bet, myself. Right? Yeah. Just, like, when I say I want to do something, I I at least know now, like, I I have the capability to do it hmm so yeah. sorry <laughs> no don't be I, sorry no.
0: you, you earned it you earned it you don't have to be sorry for it um I think it's cool like I think I think on New Year's Eve I, I I'm old, I'm big on like I don't know why because I know it's just a, a a day on the calendar but I love the new year and I I love like transforming myself and I I'm a big believer in it like I know that And maybe it's just because I can be somewhat disciplined about that stuff. But it's like, if I have a a date and I'm like, okay, I want to do this. Then sometimes I can be really good about that. Like dialing in, locking in and getting shit done. So I I think it's, I think calendar dates are awesome. And that's why, yeah, like, I don't know. Just a whole year of sobriety is cool. Like different than your anniversary, you know? Right. No,
1: exactly. (laughs) It is different. It's different. And it's, it's like it's kind of blowing my mind a little bit more than even like my one year did.
0: I, yeah. I think that would be more impactful.
1: Yeah. It's just weird to think back and being like, man, there was no point in time for an entire, this entire year. Like it's mm-hmm. just, it's crazy. But
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, what's your next
0: one? Yeah. I put getting real with myself. So this one's probably going to parlay into to sobriety. Um, but just, almost almost kind of what you were saying about therapy where it's there's certain truths that are that are easy to look at and be comfortable with and be like yeah i probably need to change that but there's other ones where you're like it kind of hurts the ego more or Mm -hmm. um yeah I, i would just say that like there's there's certain truths that i came to to realization with this year um and face them and just be like damn like that's That's not how you become the best version of yourself. That's not how you, how you, you know, attract like the partner that you want, because that's not what would you, what you would want in a partner, Um, you know, just that type of stuff. And, and a lot of it was just kind of growing up and, and being like, okay, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not the 20 year old that I once was, I, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to be financially stable. I need to do all of this stuff. Um. So yeah, just kind of having like those real talks, and there's nothing that I necessarily want to like dive into because they are real. You know, it's, it's like the realness I wanted to avoid, so I don't necessarily want to like air it out to the world yet. Um. Mm-hmm. But just like yeah, facing truths that I maybe was pushing down, um, and yeah, just figuring that shit out.
1: I I recently like posted a you're still off of social media, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. For probably for a bit. It's been it's been nice.
1: <laughs> I bet. I bet. I just recently posted this video and it kind of blew up because again, I pissed off a bunch of people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the that's the formula.
1: <laughs> yeah. But in the video I was just saying like it was like a response. So like in like the one clip, it's like me being frustrated of like, why am I so fucking depressed all of the time? Like, why mm-hmm. can't I catch a break? And then in like the the second clip, it's like, this is like to a TikTok sound. So it's kind of hard to explain, Yeah, <laughs> but it's me saying like, you know, maybe it's like. The fact that you're drinking every single weekend, Mm. the fact that you have no idea how to take care of yourself physically or mentally, the fact like I'm like bringing out all these things of like, that I'm contributing to the depression, not saying that it's my fault that I suffer from this diagnosis, but it did take me a realization to being like, am I part of this? You know, like, am I making this? Worse for me. And I feel like that kind of relates to what you were just saying. Like I really had to get real with myself and be like, man, I'm not really helping my case. And on top of that, I'm complaining about it. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's a hard, it's a hard position to be in. And someone commented, one of the first comments was actually really positive and it was like, this is a really like difficult realization to come to and it shows a lot of self-reflection yeah and i was like thank you that's all that (laughs) i was and then there's a thousand other well not a thousand but there's a couple hundred other comments being like no or it's just the fact that i'm depressed and (laughs) it's like i wasn't saying that the depression went away
0: yeah that's i just
1: wasn't worsening it
0: all right let's talk about this and we can go as lighter as heavy on it as we want but (laughs) um man like been having these feelings lately of like and i'll never ever ever say depression and anxiety aren't real because they're fucking real we know that but it's mm-hmm. like how much control do we have over this stuff you know that's what i and that's that's something that is not talked about enough in my and this might be the hot take of the year i don't know but it's like as someone who experienced really bad panic attacks to the point where in 2017 2018 if i went to a coffee shop and this is what this was like i say coffee shop because it's where it would always happen i'd get in line i would fucking should i bail should i stay should i bail i'd start i'd go into flight or fight or flight just being in line at a coffee shop like just Mm -hmm. being around people like that bank tail bank like you know a bank line um so like i guess i'm stating that to be like i experienced it (laughs) like validate my experience with it but it's like since I got sober, since I started going to therapy, since I started getting tools, I haven't had a single panic attack. And that doesn't mean that like anxiety is not real. It just means like there's stuff we can do to control it. And and you're still going to have days where you're anxious. That's not That doesn't mean I don't have days where I'm anxious. But like that's what they are. They're days where I'm anxious. I don't know like that I could slip into a panic attack right now. I don't know that I have that capability. Right. Because I, I've set myself up in a way where it's been, you know, probably a couple of years since I've had a panic attack. Um, yeah, I get anxious. I for sure get anxious, but it's that. I'm anxious. I'm not having a panic attack.
1: Right. Yeah. And um there was another commenter and she was like, I don't know, this gives me someone she was saying that like this seems like the equivalent of like telling someone that's having a panic attack to just breathe and that like got so a lot different. of light. So but different. then i then i commented back and i said i think a better equivalent would be i have panic attacks all the time i also drink caffeine all day long and no water I also mm-hmm. don't sleep. I also don't eat anything that's good for me. I also can't stop staring at my phone. I wonder why I'm anxious all the time. Yes. And then she ended up commenting back being like, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> she said, you're right.
0: She threw, the, threw it in.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. She was just like, okay, I, I see what you're saying. But yeah, that, that's really all that I was trying to say. And I don't mean it at all in a victim-blaming point no. of view. But what I am saying is like, yeah, there was a time in 2018 where I just stopped showing up to work. I just could not get out of bed. I was crying all of the time and I didn't know why. I just, I just, I couldn't get out of bed. <laughs> I I couldn't find a reason to get out of bed. And I was not financially stable. I had no business not going to work, but I still could not get myself to show up and as much as it would have been a really, and I probably wouldn't have even listened to someone if they tried to tell me this, but I wonder what would have happened if someone told me, you know, I get what you're going through and this must be really hard, but like, are there changes that you could make? Yeah. That would make, that would put you in a much better and healthier position, but people have a hard time hearing that.
0: Yeah. Cause it's, and I'll speak from my, my point of view. Cause it's all I can speak through, but I remember people telling me that. And that was, that was almost like, it's my fault. And I didn't right. like, I didn't like that. I didn't like the idea that because in my head, it was like irrelevant. You know, I'm at the coffee shop. Why am I having a panic attack? Because I drank last night. That's not even the same. <laughs> That was last night. This is now.
1: Right, right.
0: So it it was almost like, oh, you're blaming me for this? Like,
1: that's... How dare you? How
0: dare you, yeah. Like, how dare you say, like, I have to have some accountability here. And I I I feel the need to keep saying, like, anxiety and depression is real because it is. But, like, you can set yourself up for better outcomes or Mm -hmm. less intense episodes or
1: less frequency
0: less frequency for sure less frequency for sure and like again sobriety step one to this um then you can start stacking the then you then you can start exercising because you feel good enough to exercise now we're all ready now we're putting ourselves in even better position then you can like really level up and start doing cold showers which is like scientific you know I'm getting into that right now I'll send you some some studies on this because it's really interesting like really learn how to control what you're feeling how to breathe through things how to and it's like there's some crazy studies about cold showers and cold are showers. you into
1: Wim Hof? yeah yeah <laughs> me you, too <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I'm and Andrew Huberman the you know you know the guy that did the alcohol yeah play, he has a pot like I don't know if you listen to his podcast Huberman lab but He's really, really big on, on cold therapy and, and all of that stuff. But you, not to like go down a rabbit hole, but it's just like sobriety for me is the platform. Nothing else I can do unless I have sobriety. I'm not going to wake up and take a fucking cold shower if I'm hungover. Not happening. Not going to the gym, not eating healthy, eating healthy. That's another one. Start paying attention. What's in your food? Like it used to be conspiracy theorists to me, like, Oh, you're being a kook or whatever. But yeah, there's shit in your food that makes you more anxious and more depressed. So start paying attention to that. But but sobriety is the platform, like for me.
1: Then yeah, I can start
0: stacking on top of it.
1: That's totally how I feel. Like there's no way I would have started making the strides in therapy that I made unless I had the mental clarity mm-hmm. that sobriety gave me in the fucking first place. Because I yeah. knew that I was like... You know, didn't feel great about these really close relationships in my life. There were things that bothered me. Had no idea how to communicate that to myself, let alone a therapist, let alone the person themselves. Yeah. So I completely agree with you. And I just, and that's when the whole thing comes in of, you know, where I think that, you know, big alcohol has something at play here of like we're spoken to and we're taught this thing of like it's really not that deep guys like chill Mm. out like it's not no you don't have a problem the fact that you have to even say you have a problem or not to justify the fact of not drinking in the first place I mean it's just a whole ass hot mess and I just want folks to know that I think that You know, just based off my experience and based off yours, sobriety—it's just such a great a break from alcohol. It's Mm. just such a great place to start.
0: It's just—it's like eating fucking cucumber salad. That's what sobriety's like.
1: (laughs) Because you you feel like (laughs) good about yourself after You you after you eat a good meal that you know is nourishing you, and you're like you put thought and care into it it's it's the same concept it's literally the same concept
0: do you know what i'm talking about like quinoa cucumber like vinegar and you eat that in the summer you're like i feel like the healthiest person ever that's what (laughs) sobriety is like you just wake up like you fucking andrew
1: huberman cannot tell me shit (laughs) no
0: no one can tell me shit yeah that's I, i swear like it once you have really a week or two under your belt you're just like why would anyone drink
1: <laughs> yeah, you're going to go through and whether, yeah, it depends on when it hits you. And cause I know it's different for everybody, but when you start those little realizations and they start clicking and you're like, what was I doing for years yeah. of my life? And I thought that this was okay. And it's- it takes it, it takes so much self-reflection and it takes so much discipline and it's, it's so uncomfortable at certain points, oh, yeah. but man, I mean, I can just say like from at least my lived experience, like it's 1000% worth it.
0: In my small community of people I've actually known before they got sober. Um, it's just weird. Cause they're like different people like they, you just, they look different. They act different. It's like, Oh, I, you were a shitty human before and now you're not. Mm-hmm. And that could be said for like me, that can be said for anyone, but it's just like, it's wild to see that transformation happen and you almost have to reprogram your brain to be like, maybe I can respect this person, you know, like maybe this person isn't someone that I have to hold a grudge against or I can, whatever it might be, you know? Um,
1: I have a good story about that, but I'm going to ask the person first, if I can talk about okay. it and then maybe next week's episode.
0: Yeah. 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 I've, have, I have people that come to, to mind, but I, I, not my, not my dirt to air or my laundry right. to air, but um, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll toss it to you. Was that me or was that you? That was me, right? I don't remember. I think
1: that was you. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, the only other thing I was going to bring up was just like, discipline when it came to the gym and me for the first time in a long time being conscious and aware of yeah like not even like just like the food that I'm eating but also like the amount of caffeine that I take in on a weekly basis because I'm complaining about not being able to sleep but if I'm drinking yeah. Two cups of coffee, one pretty late in the afternoon. It's like, girl, let's look in the mirror for a second here.
0: Yeah, you can't say um, you're insomniac when you're drinking coffee at three in
1: the right, right. It's like, uh, let's point the finger, maybe not at the Starbucks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and 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 I want to be sensitive when I talk about this because I've definitely had seasons of my life where I like really obsessed over the food that I was eating, like especially in high school. So I don't want it it to seem like that's what's happening. It's just, I've just been taking more note of like this meal makes me feel good. It Mm -hmm. does not upset my stomach. I, I feel like I'm nourished and I feel like it's a, it's a balanced meal. And I feel like I have energy after I have this meal, I'm going to eat. I'm going to incorporate this more into my, I'm going to make this meal happen more often in my life. And then on the flip side, there are other things of like, yeah, I really like this takeout that we get, but I don't feel great after I eat it. And like, it doesn't make me feel good. And I don't feel like it, um, it's making me better in any way, shape or form.
0: And like, just a, a funny thing about takeout is it takes just as long to go get the, to order it, to go get it. Then it would just to make a quick meal at home, you know what I mean?
1: Which I do feel like my boyfriend and I are very, very (laughs) good about eating at home. It's pretty rare that we go out to eat. Yeah. But it's just like even even so, like if I am going to be spending this money, it should be on a meal that's actually like doing something for me.
0: Or going, I get going out though, because that's kind of an experience like... Yeah, it's the carry out that I punish myself for. I'm like, dude, you just <laughs> went. I did it last night. Like, went and got Chinese <laughs> food. Took like thirty some minutes for the whole process, and and I'm I eat it. I'm like super tired. I'm like, dude, you had food in the fridge. Like, you have just right. cook something in twenty minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it and it then it contributes to a whole other thing of like a financial perspective. Oh, you know, terrible, spending money that you don't need to be spending money on. I feel like I've done. I still have a long way to go, but like, yeah, since again, since I stopped drinking, I'm just more aware of like where my money is going yeah. at what rate, what frequency is this necessary? Is it not, you know, mm-hmm. like would i rather have that, you know, cause we're eventually going to want to buy a house. We don't know when, but yeah. eventually you happens. gotta have
0: so much money to buy a house.
1: Like, right. So, and people don't realize that like you getting carry out, you know, if you're doing that every week, it's going to start to add up. And yeah, because it's
0: not just carry out, right? It's like surely that's not the only part of your financial life that you're undisciplined in. Like, you know what I mean? It's like right. if I allow myself to get carry out, then I allow myself to get coffee every morning. Then I allow myself to get, you know, to place that Amazon
1: order that yeah. I don't. Really need it's not in. just
0: it's, one thing. It's
1: it starts with you just recognizing one like habit of yours and being like is this serving me or is this like not serving me?
0: Yeah. And
1: yeah, I guess that would be another, a whole other thing that I'm like really proud of myself from this past year of just like, just being more aware and noticing is this bettering me or not? Because if it's not, then I have the power to do something about it.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to share my screen real quick because I think this is hilarious. (laughs) Okay. So it's like uh, understanding of what serves me. Um I deleted the therapy one. Um prioritize or starting to take my health seriously. Yep. Like we have a lot of the same
1: ones. I know. We're there's a reason why we're it's so, <laughs> on a podcast.
0: <laughs> but um yeah, that's let's talk about that one a little bit because understanding what serves us and like eliminating the things that aren't that ones because for me so much of it's just habit or i don't know if you saw it but beside i put what serves me slash ego and what i meant by that was sometimes something's not serving me but it's feeding my ego so that would be i mean tiktok would be the best example of that like there was a peer like at first it was serving me it was fun to create videos i liked it i enjoy sharing then I start going through a phase of this is taking energy from me, not serving right. me, but my ego likes the social media likes and the comments and the, the
1: validation.
0: Yeah, the validation. So I'm like, I'll just keep doing it. Um, so that, that, that's kind of one where it's like, okay, this isn't serving me. So why would I keep doing it? Well, because of this unhealthy attraction to it so yeah going through different parts of my life and being like okay is this serving me is this is this not serving me um and, and kind of figuring out what that stuff is and and I was surprised by some of them too like a, a weird example that surprised me as I was like okay I'm, I was going shopping and like I was just buying nicer things and I was like wow this is like really making me feel good like I feel good in these clothes. They feel like they fit. They give me confidence. They give me, whereas that's something where from the outside, I might be like, oh, that's, that's superficial. That doesn't serve you having sure. expensive clothes, but it does. Like, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel confident. And, and I can have that, that article of clothing for 10 years because it's a timeless piece. And um, so that's like a random example of something that serves me that, that surprised me. But yeah, I mean, social media at this phase of my life is not serving me. So I'm off Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Um, and that's, that's a weird one that, that definitely feels weird because that's just a habit of 15 years for us, probably that I, I just cut off.
1: Yeah. And I think that a lot of the time people mistaken this feels good. So it must be serving me. And it's oh, like, oh, yeah,
0: that. That's a good I point. think that's
1: what you're saying is like this, this feels good. This feels comfortable. It must be serving me. But what actually is probably more likely the case, at least in my lived experience, is like every so often I really need to be reevaluating like the things that I'm putting time and energy into. And just because something is comfortable could actually be doing a disservice yeah. to me in the long run. and.
0: That's another one of mine is I have uh, introducing uncomfort into my life.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People say all the time is getting you, – you really start winning at life and leveling up at life when you've just accepted the fact that you are going to probably grow and learn the most about yourself when you are very uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. And I mean
1: – I just I, – it took me – so long and i'm still very far from where i want to be when it comes to that but i know for a fact i'm in a better place than i was in the beginning of this year
0: yeah and that's really all we can ask for you know is i mean we can do the best we can to make that that distance the biggest we can but at least we're we're landing on the right side of the the line you know right um And real quick to go back to what you said about just because something feels good doesn't mean it's good for you. Like that's the thing with social media loop. Andrew Huberman back in, he talks about dopamine a lot and how our brain is wired to go hunt dopamine naturally, which is gym, achieving things, making things. And our brain gets like a two to three X hit of what that stuff is just by getting on social media, which is crazy because it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it necessarily, but they say it's like equivalent to, to things like, yeah, like achieving something, sex, like stuff that should be giving you a real, a dopamine rush. You're just getting it from literally,
1: which it's is awesome. really
0: scary. I mean, yeah. because for 15 years, Even now, even though I'm not logging on the apps, I grab my phone first thing in the morning, and Mm -hmm. it's crazy. All like since I don't have social media, I'll just refresh my Gmail, or I'll like (laughs) that habit is in me. Like I want something, give me some new notification. I don't care what it is, right? Um, Yeah, so it's it's interesting to to look at that and be like, wow, this is scary.
1: Have you found that there are things that are working for you to get you away from your phone since you, since you started the, the social media cleanse?
0: Mm, I think it just helps me engage in the real world more. Okay. And it kind of makes me um, pursue things more like, because there's no, there's no distraction. There's no hit from just like, like, I don't want to use validation, but it's like, I guess I will. It's like, if I want validation, I have to go get it. Yeah. I can't just get it from posting a clip. Right. Um, I have to, and I I don't know if that's like a healthy, I don't even know if it's validation, but it's just like, oh, if I want to go hang out with someone, I have to go hang out with someone. Right. If I want to know what's new, then I need to go call my buddy Calvin and talk about what's new. <laughs> Stuff like yeah,
1: that. it's almost like if you're craving like communication, you can't just take the easy route no. and log on to TikTok and post a video, and then you're going to start getting comments. It's like no, I need to reach out to a friend, make yeah. plans, go to those plans, and then you yeah get,
0: <laughs> yeah exactly. Then
1: you get that communication that you were craving.
0: As weird as it sounds, like it just feels like I'm in the real world now. As weird yeah. as that is, it's it's. uh But part of that too could be the work from home. I work from home, I create online, have the online TikTok, Instagram, community. It's all online. There was nothing real. Right. It doesn't mean the work wasn't real, but I I I do want like the real world to start becoming more part of my life. Like there's a there's definitely a part of me that wants to get a job that's in real life because I think that there is something really fulfilling about especially if you can be mobile, like a cubicle, not, nah, I'll pass on that. But if it's something where, you know, you're bouncing around locations all throughout the day and kind of doing a task at each one, you're there for an hour you can go somewhere else. That could be really fulfilling. I think just being out and about meeting people, grabbing lunch with people. Um,
1: and yeah, it's so- cool that you're able to recognize that because I mean, think back to when you were drinking like oh, how survival. much more comfortable would a day of work be at home oh. versus like driving around, going to different meetings, you know, having to be at 10 different places in one day.
0: I mean, that's why I wanted a remote job. Like in all <laughs> honesty is like, I can drink <laughs> like, right. I can drink when I want. Um, that doesn't mean I would have drank like all day, every day, but yeah, maybe at two o'clock I'm like, fuck it. Stressful day. Let's, start cracking some brewskis. Um, yeah, but that was just survival mode when I look back. That was not in a life or death way, but a get-to-the-end-of-the-day way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I always use walking the dog as an a, an example, but it's so true. It's just like what a chore that felt like. Right. When it should be just something I do. Yeah. But, yeah, it felt like just the biggest chore back then. Well, cool. We can wrap it unless you have anything else.
1: I think those were all, we all mine for 2022.
0: All right. Well, enjoy your day. Um, have fun. You. you have, have a good offer. Off, no, off. you have all week off, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So have a great week and thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you next week.
0: See you next week. Peace.
1: Bye.